This episode is brought to you by Alouette. I am so excited to offer a free restorative enzyme peel sample. If you want this, you'll just go to peelsample.com. You guys, this is the one that you put on dry skin. You rub it in a circular motion for about a minute and you heard you're going to see dead skin like visibly right there. Tangible results after a minute. You can use this on your face. You can use it on your calloused hands from that barbell and you can use it on your running feet. So whether you've been running, lifting, or momming, this is an awesome product. Again, I want you to go to peel, P-E-E-L, sample.com and request your free sample. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're going to be squarely in the momming category, and I have got a wonderful advocate for moms everywhere, Dara Whitaker, who is host of the Sleep Sessions podcast. I just love Dara's mission so much. She shares stories of early motherhood for other women. And you guys, she's here today to talk to us about why it's important to share your story and how you can uplift other moms. This is a really great collaboration. Dara is all about community and sharing, and we all have that gift. We can support one another. Are you hype yet? Okay, we'll just wait for it. Without further ado, Dara Whitaker of the Sleep Sessions Podcast. All right, welcome Dara Whitaker to the Run Lift Mom Podcast. You are the host of the Sleep Sessions Podcast. Yes, I am. Hi, Susie. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to share a little bit about me and my family and uh, my podcast and just some ways that I'm working to support moms through the postpartum period. My birth and postpartum experiences with my daughter, Winnie, inspired me to start my podcast. It's called The Sleep Sessions in hopes of supporting moms through all of the changes and decisions that happen during those first couple of weeks and months at home with a new baby. So each episode of the podcast features a different mom sharing her story of adapting to life and sleep after a new baby. We talk about things like birth stories, physical recovery, feeding, mental health, sleep, relationship changes, you name it, really everything that goes on in that fourth trimester and beyond. I also recently launched a postpartum thrive guide, which is a planning workbook I designed to help expecting families have important discussions, self-educate on topics relating to having a new baby, and then make big decisions prior to bringing their new babies home in an effort to really avoid those on-the-fly, sleep-deprived decision-making. I love this so much. And, you know, um, Dara, I can relate to having a lot of you know, a lot of kids, I mean, right to your, to now your man-to-man defense, um, but close together. (laughs) So you'll have two under two, correct? Yes, they'll be 17 months apart. Oh, girl, get ready. It's a ride. It is a ride. I can tell you that for sure. I How love far apart are yours? Well, um, yeah, my son wasn't even two when the triplets were born. So oh, um, it's, you know, it's tough. It's, it's interesting because a lot of the standard advice 
that that you get is oh you'll have that older child help with the younger child have him hand you a wipe or a diet yeah right I mean no he was 20 months old and he was not trying to help me with those new babies um and it doesn't matter if it's singular or plural it, it's a different ball game when the child can't yet walk and talk and they have that new sibling Yes, I'm not, I can't expect my daughter, I can't anticipate her doing anything like that because she's still a baby herself and, you know, I still need to take care of her full time as well. Right. Well, and I know that you know this, like what I'm saying, even though you're not living it yet, it probably sounds pretty familiar because you are in the business of helping women share their stories like you just mentioned. Why, Dara, is it so important for us women to share our stories? So in my own experience, I found that motherhood can be really isolating, especially for new moms, but I think for moms even, you know, second, third, fourth time over, um, it's really isolating because we think we're the only ones who are going through a certain experience, when in reality, there's always someone who's going through the same thing as you. Um, and you just, if you're not openly sharing about it, or you know, seeking out someone else who is also going through that experience, you think you're alone. Um, and it's really comforting when you do open up and do reach out or do share, and you find someone that is going through the same thing as you, and you find out that you're not alone, and that what you're experiencing is normal, and it's common, and it's okay. Um, especially more today than ever, moms are having to just navigate the newborn days on their own without much support from you know family or caregivers or daycare and so it's really just a lot and it's important that we're here for each other and you know we help to build each other up through connecting and sharing our experiences for sure i mean at the time of this recording we we think we're smack dab in the middle of the pandemic guys i don't know how far in or out we are of it but most of the time, like our peers, right? Our friends who maybe had kids before we did. Um, five years ago, 10 years ago, they had family coming in to stay and people dropping by meals and saying hi to hold the baby. And that is not happening at the time of this recording. Exactly. And it's really hard and people are having to get very creative balancing, you know, if they're working, working a full-time job or even part-time job while taking care of the kids, while recovering physically themselves if they just gave birth. So it's really just a wild time and it's really important that we show up for each other and, and help each other through it. So you talk to a lot of new moms, obviously, with your show. What is a common theme that you've uncovered? What's something we all have in common? So there are a couple of things, but there's two that really stand out. The first one for me is I've really learned through all of the conversations that I've had that expecting parents and expecting moms specifically tend to focus more on the birth than they do preparing for postpartum. Even in my own experience, I spent countless hours studying the Bradley Method. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's a program that helps you achieve an unmedicated birth. So they give you all of these different breathing and positioning practices to do um, in preparation for, for giving birth. And I practice them. I practiced it, you know, every single day for weeks leading up to my due date, only to end up having my entire birth plan go out the window when the big day came. And 
they put me on that highest dosage of Pitocin and I had to get three epidurals. So <laughs> my, my plans for an unmedicated birth completely went out the window. And I so wish that rather than focusing on something that was completely out of my control, like birth is, that I would have spent more time on something that I could have controlled a little bit more, like planning for what I wanted our lives to look like and our setup to look like when we came home with our daughter. So things like, where we wanted her to sleep for naps. Were we planning to have visitors come to our house right away? Would we be, you know, who would be responsible for middle of the night feedings, things like that. These are all things I later learned that were more important to have ironed out than a birth plan. And um, that was really the inspiration behind me writing my postpartum thrive guide. Another common theme I uncover among new moms all the time is that we don't realize how challenging breastfeeding really is. I think people think that it's natural and it's just going to work and it's gonna be this beautiful, blissful experience. Um, people take a breast, some type of breastfeeding class and you know they think they'll be in good shape. I was definitely one of those people who felt that way. I went in super confident and was convinced that I was going to only exclusively breastfeed but in reality, when push came to shove and the baby was here, I could not have been more wrong. I only ended up breastfeeding my daughter for about three weeks. And quite honestly, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, and there's just so much that goes into being able to successfully nurse. And you don't, you, there's no way to expect or anticipate what it's going to be like until you're actually physically doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I mean, <laughs> you know, every mom, we have this picture, right, in our heads, what we want it to be like, and of course we do, and it's okay, guys, to indulge in your fantasies, but I love what you're speaking to, thinking through some of these seasons in early motherhood that we just don't let our brains quite hit, right, as we're getting excited and preparing for baby. Yes, you only want to think about, it's natural, but you only want to think about like the love and snuggles and tender time that you're going to have with your baby, you don't, your mind won't even really allow you to go to that place where you think about some of the challenges and unless you're prompted to. Right. Right. We're, we're not quite um, thinking about, um, I mean, sorry guys, earmuffs, like we're not quite thinking about what we do when we have um, chapped or bleeding nipples in that breastfeeding <laughs> yeah. experience, right? We, we're thinking about this baby lovingly, you know, wh whatever. You, you guys see the mental picture I am going for there. <laughs> Thank you for that, Dara, though. I appreciate that. And I hope that if someone listening is expecting or newly postpartum, um, you know, obviously if you're newly postpartum, share this with a friend. Um, and if you're expecting, you'll, you'll go there and, um, we will make sure Dara that we put your guide or your workbook in the show notes. So listener, all you'll have to do is click details or swipe up. You will see the information there. I've got a question for you again, Dara, you are in the business of helping other mothers share their personal stories. You spoke with us at the open of this about how important it is to have have that dialogue with other moms. How can we do that without coming off, you know, like a know-it-all or a me monster? This is a really great question. One thing I've definitely learned through my experience is that a lot of the time moms don't actually want advice. They just want to feel supported 
or share their story and find that they have something to relate to with another mom. Um, if someone reaches out to me and wants to talk about something that's going on through the conversation, I always ask that I always ask if they're happy with the way that things are going before I offer my advice or my own personal experience. And I think that's really the key. Everyone's on their own journey, and sometimes you just have to let people figure it out on their own if that's what they want to do. If they're open to your advice or experience and you have the opportunity to share a personal story, I've found that it's really important to be as vulnerable and open as possible. Honesty goes a long way, and people really appreciate that. I think highlight reels are, are great, and that's you know what you see on social media a lot of the time. But the way we really support each other is through sharing the truth. I love that. How are things going? Let that mama share. And it's probably going to create a dialogue where you'll be able to present some of your tips. Exactly. Exactly. The worst thing you could do is try to be pushy and give advice to someone who doesn't want to hear it. Right. Right. Uh, Behavior Change 101. I love that. All right. I have mentioned your podcast, oh, I don't know, a hundred times, but that is because, <laughs> again, you are giving mothers a place to share their personal stories, to lift up others. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Where can we find it? Where can we find you on social? Absolutely. So you can find the sleep sessions on all major podcast platforms, and you can follow me on Instagram at, at the sleep sessions. And I mentioned my postpartum thrive guide. You can learn more about that or purchase it on my website, which is thesleepsessions.co. Thank you so much, Dara. Thank you, Susie. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to Run Lift Mom. I am so excited to offer a special discount to listeners of this show, and you're not going to find it anywhere else. So commit it to memory. Use the discount code RLM at checkout on my Alouette site to receive 15% off your order. You're going to go to alouette.com slash runliftmom, and you can find that linked in the show notes. But remember, because this isn't in the show notes, the code RLM is only for people hearing my voice right now. You're going to save 15% off your order using RLM. And yes, this can be stacked with other gift with purchase or BOGO discounts. friend, I just want to remind you that all of Dara Whitaker's information is in the show notes. So you're going to click details or swipe up, going to depend on the player that you're in. And you're not only going to see a link there to her podcast, but then you're also going to see links to some of the product offerings that she has, like the handbook for new moms. I hope that you'll check it out. Thank you again, Dara, the Sleep Sessions podcast. You guys go listen to some of these stories and don't forget to share your own story of motherhood for other women. It's time for the Alouette product of the week, and this week it is the Set and Shield Environmental Defense Makeup Setting Mist. Yes, I said makeup setting mist, but don't let this fool you. Anyone can use this under their mask 
to prevent maskne because yo, it is a barrier. It's creating that barrier there. So for your ladies, you're locking your makeup into place while also protecting your skin from environmental stressors like pollution. But for you guys, they can spray this on as well and create that barrier to prevent breakouts. I also like it when I'm not wearing a lot of makeup just to make me less shiny. This is a game-changing setting spray. Again, it's called the Set and Shield Environmental Defense Makeup Setting Mist.